from pillar to post and coast to coast. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to a book. Hey, do you watch wrestling? Ladies and gentlemen, it's Hello fighters, my name is Matthew Terry and this is the It's Time to Fight podcast. Thank you so much for clicking on that play button. I appreciate every single click that that play button gets. I got Jeffrey Cole on the show today and Jeffrey Cole and I, we talk about a lot of things, but one of the things that we discuss uh, during this interview is Jeffrey Cole's humility. And to be completely honest, to be to be frank to all of you, Jeffrey Cole's humility is disgusting. The guy is just he's he's so humble, but to the point of being disgusting. Now, I don't mean the type of like like the guy who who's like really good at sports and you say, Man, you are really good at sports and he goes, <laughs> I'm not that good at sports. And you sit there and you're like, but you are good at sports. And I know that you know you're good at sports, so why are you saying that you're not good at sports? And that's disgusting. But that's not Jeffrey Cole. Um, or or maybe there's like a pretty girl. And, and you say, you're a very pretty girl. And they, oh, I'm not that pretty. But you know that the reason they're saying that they're not a pretty girl is because they really want to hear that they're a pretty girl. They get off on it. They look, They just they need to be told that they're a pretty girl. And they want you to say, no, no, you're a really pretty girl. And they just said, oh, I'm not that pretty. It's disgusting. But that's not Jeffrey Cole. Or your mother, your own mother. When you, when you haven't been home for a while and you go home and mom cooks for you, mom cooks a wonderful, wonderful meal and, and as you, and you're sitting there and mom, you, this is such, this is such a great meal. You're such a great cook. And mom goes, oh, I'm not that good of a cook, but you know, mom wants you to reiterate how good of a cook she is. Why? Because mom needs to know that she is still a better cook than your girlfriend or your wife or your mother-in-law or anyone else that has cooked for you. Mom still wants to know that she is the best person that has ever cooked for you. And you know what? I'm all for mom and making mom feel good, but sometimes it's just disgusting. And But that's not, that's not Jeffrey Cole. Jeffrey Cole, Jeffrey Cole, no matter how many times I tell him how good he is, no matter how many times I tell this guy how great of a photographer he is, it, it, this interview is full of it. It's not full of shit. It's not full of that. It's, it's, but it's full of, you know, I, you know I'm, I'm nothing special. Uh, you know what? I'm just—I'm not the best photographer. 
you know, oh, you know, I, I'm kind of, de- you know what? And it's disgusting. And you know why it's disgusting? It's disgusting because he honestly means it. He means it. It's true that he is a great photographer, but he means it. He is genuine when he says, eh, I'm nothing special. He actually believes it. He believes that, and it's fucking disgusting. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to fight with Jeffrey Cole. Um, For those people who don't know who you are, like if you're in the Ontario wrestling scene, you should know who the fuck you are. Um, <laughs> you are... Uh, what what would you be? The owner, the operator of shooting the indies. What what is your yeah. title? Yeah, I kind of go by owner and main shooter. It was a bit of a um, sleight of hand magic trick that I pulled off when I first started doing shooting the indies. I made it seem like we were shooting the indies, and there was a team of us, and it was just me. I made myself seem like I was a lot bigger and more you know, branded than a guy with a camera for a couple months was really what I was. Um, and it worked. People were like, Oh shit, you got shooting the Indies on your show. That's huge. And even I'm like, I I don't think that's huge. Like that's um, cool. Thank you. Thank you. Um, my social media, uh, grew extremely fast and it was a great tactic. I tricked everybody, but I am owner and main operator. I have had a couple people come out and shoot alongside me, um that stuff still gets branded under shooting the indies when it does but if shooting the indies is at a show it's always 100 me at the show i never send someone on my behalf um people you know they they like me they like the brand they like my style so it would be kind of inappropriate to send somebody else out there and just shoot on my behalf and it'd be stylized a little different or you know they're not following the protocol of ringside or anything like that. I'm getting a phone call from Shane Saber right now. I'm going to <laughs> send him a message uh, to, to I'll call you later. Um, are we, are we still there? Yeah, we're still here. Okay. Sorry. Uh, no, not a problem at all. You're not the first to get phone calls. Usually people will answer them and say like, you know, Hey fucker, I'm on, a, I'm on a podcast. Okay. Like no one wants, I'm, I'm nobody wants to hear from, no one wants to hear from Shane Saber today. To, well, <laughs> Shane, Shane, and actually, it kind of ties into what I was just talking to my wife about. She said, well, how long do you think this is, interview is going to take? I said, I don't know. Some, sometimes, um, you know, sometimes I think it's going to go long, but it goes short. But sometimes yeah. it gets short. It's going to go long. And Shane was one of those people like I've known Shane for years. But Shane and I never really talked, conversed, however you want to say it. And I, th- and I thought, hey, Shane, come on the show. He's like, yeah, great. And we ended up talking for like two hours. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he, it was super. He, yes. he's definitely one of my best friends in the industry um i i only met him through wrestling i didn't know him beforehand and he's he's just he's a genuinely good person he you know came to my daughter's birthdays he's here all the time at the house brings pinatas all the time with I, I i have not a bad thing to say about him um and me and him can just sit in a room and not talk for hours as well and it's just he's just a really really good dude um, I've been working a lot with him at Destiny uh, behind the scenes. Um, so there's always something we have to talk to each other about nonstop. Uh, I'll send him a photo 
of us doing this right now and tell him to leave us alone. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, kind, so. I'm kind of busy, okay? I'm big yeah. shit. My, my, I'm doing an interview. <laughs> my, my wife said the same thing, though. She's like, how long do you think the podcast going to be? I was like, he said it could be anywhere from 20 to 45 minutes. She's like, yeah, you won't shut that up. Shut the fuck up. So it's probably going to go an hour. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm like, yeah. get going. I don't, I don't, there's no stopping. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's, let's kind of back up a little bit. Yeah. Are, are you a photographer by trade, like outside of wrestling? Yes. Yeah. So I started actually, I, I haven't been shooting as long as people think I've been shooting for. Um, I self-taught. I used to play guitar. I stopped playing guitar. I needed something to fill that creative void. I picked up a camera and a lens when I was working at a store, started taking photos of product. And one thing led to another. I'm really close friends with Lionel Knight. I said, do you think there's a spot for me in the, in the wrestling world? I, I used to be involved in Ontario Indie Wrestling way back in the uh, mid-aughts, I guess you would say. And I didn't know that there was actually like this weird wrestling photography community that I, I was just, I just assumed nobody shot ringside. I didn't really follow anybody that did. So, so I knew someone had to shoot ringside back in the day. I know Mellow uh, used to be the go-to Ontario ringside guy. Um, but yeah, I just started, Lionel introduced me to some people. I got ringside and that's really where my like photography career started was doing ringside wrestling. Photography. I didn't shoot before that. I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, I learned everything on the go and, I did it quick and fast, and and I I uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a big hands-on guy. So like, you can tell me how to do something a hundred times, and then tell me to go do it. I'll never be able to do it. But if you go and show me how to do it once, you'll never have to ask me to do it again. I'll know exactly what I'm doing. So when it came to like ringside photography, the more I did, the better I got, and it happened really really quick. Now I shoot everything. I do like boudoir. I do still product. I do family. I do weddings. I do car photography i do newborn photography I, I try to do as much as i possibly can i love shooting i'll shoot every day if i could so i just try to do it as much as possible and i still do the the ringside photography of course uh you know it's it's you, you meet some great people i've always loved wrestling so being able to give back to the the product that gave to me as a kid is really really neat it's fun now you said that you were involved with ontario indie years ago even before the photography what was that yeah um so i used to like sort of help um good friends of mine run um a pretty big ontario promotion um i was kind of like their right hand man and would do odd jobs for them stuff like that um and then when they sold the company the person that bought it kind of thought that it was like i went with it (laughs) so he just he just immediately put me in charge of running his promotion. And I, I felt like I did a pretty good job. He didn't really know what he was do, doing or getting into. And I took the, the tools and the, the knowledge and the information that my friends gave me and I put it towards it. Um, and then I started managing um, on the Ontario NBC. A lot of people don't know that. Um, no, I had no, no. idea. This, no, this is, no. A lot I'm of just like opening more, more and more doors yeah. as we walk down this yeah. hallway. <laughs> Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't know that I did some managing for a while and then I just disappeared and I just, I would pop up and go to shows every now and then I would check out some alpha one shows and, and stuff like that. Um, every now and then I would go to a smash show and then 
I just, that's how I got into shooting ringside was just finally just getting back into watching more in, indie wrestling. And one thing led to another. So not too long ago, we were at a Brantford show and I brought you out because yeah. I wanted to say like, you know, like no joke, no blowing smoke up anyone's ass. You are the best, you know, wrestling photographer. And I kept building up and you're like Canada, Canada, man. Best in Canada. It's, yes, I, it's I, because I, you said you said Southern Ontario. And I was like, motherfucker. Southern yeah, Ontario, I know I was, I, was, I was building up, you know, I, I was bringing it to a crescendo and you just want like, no, yeah. go there, fucker. Like, come on. Yeah, I'm there. Just say it. Just, yeah, say, just it. say it. Um, I don't I don't really like to um, be put on the spot and stuff like that. It, makes me extremely uncomfortable when people are patting me on the back. Um, all my friends call me the humble one because I am like in my, in my circle, I'm very humble, the complete okay. opposite of humble. Um, you, I guess you guys can't see I'm doing air quotes, but I'm no, not I humble don't see at all. Quotes, but... and, you know, um, I, I always, when I was a musician, I always called myself a lyrical genius, even though I'm not a lyrical genius, but it was just always a thing. But when someone is actually giving me um, credit, it just, I, it's the same as like, you know, when you're at like, like a friend's house or family for Christmas and they hand you the, the, the gift and everybody's watching you open it. Nothing makes me more uncomfortable than that. And, you know, when someone's trying to kind of put me over and giving me credit, it just, I hate it. So when you were like doing it and then you're like Southern Ontario, I was like, <laughs> how can I make this more uncomfortable and call you out, say I'm of all Canada? I don't think I am the best in all Canada. I think uh, there's a lot of really, really good uh, photography talent out there and I think what just sets me apart is um, again like I'm the humble one um, pe- I think people like me and I'm, I'm, I'm easy to get along with so that has always helped me I'm, I'm really good at like just getting in a circle and and making it feel like we've all known each other for a really really long time so I think that's kind of what gave me a lot of opportunities really really fast and those opportunities just grew quick but like brian out in barry is an absolutely mind-blowing photographer ringside photographer he, he you know andrea you know she's not here in canada anymore but phenomenal photographer as well um but i would say i'm pretty damn good pretty damn good what, what I, one of the things that, and this is me looking from the outside in and not having a photography background whatsoever, but, and I, and I say it all the time with like my ring announcing, but with the photography, what sets you aside is being in the right place at the right time so much. Yeah. Um, like when I say with my ring announcing, it's, it's a feeling of knowing when to, uh, when when to move on, when to go on to the next one, or if you're even if you're doing music for a show, is you play someone's music until you you can just you just got this feeling of knowing that the moment is over and it's time to go on to the yeah. next song and stuff like that. With you, when I say like the right moment, it's and it's not even someone's in a rest hold or something like that. Oh, that's a good one. The action shots that you take and knowing where to be. And to be at the right angle and knowing like there, if someone's coming off the top rope, you just seem to have this feeling of, I know what they're going to do. I know where they're going to be. 
is that is is that a feeling that you have? Is that like a talent that you have that just you can you can see where they're going with something and you know where you got to be? I think like part of it is there's I think it, there's a couple things that kind of like bring it all together. I've watched wrestling since I was a kid, like since I was like my dad watched wrestling, so I watched wrestling pretty much right when I was born. I think that helps big time. You, you, you watch wrestling now, and for the majority of the time, you can kind of predict what's going to happen. With Ontario indie wrestling, I was thinking really, really lucky to have already known people in the industry from when I was managing and doing stuff. So I got to see behind the curtain a little bit, which a lot of photographers don't get um ringside photographers for the most part there are wrestling photographers that are backstage quite a bit and they shoot promo shots and stuff so they do see stuff but like i got that really really early on in my um wrestling photography career so i got to learn th- things about shows and matches without i don't know kayfabe and all that stuff mm-hmm. um the wrestlers know me they want good shots they say this dive is happening. That dive I was going to ask, like, how much of it is a wrestler saying, you know, hey, Jeffrey, I'm going to be doing this. Can you get a shot of it? There, that happens. Some, some of that happens. Um, after shooting the wrestlers for so many years, I've been doing it for four years, I can go and shoot an Aiden Prince match and know what move he's doing next mm-hmm. based on, you know, this little sequence he's doing, I know exactly where he's going to go with it. And there's also times where the wrestlers know they see me ringside and I go, Oh, he's positioned there. I'm going to go up on this turnbuckle to do my 450 or, and, and things like that. Um, they know to sell me, they know to, to work me. Um, I always say hashtag fuck the hard cam, which is a joke. Um, but like they, they want the best shots because we live in a throwaway society and, yeah, the footage is going to be phenomenal, but if they can post the best photo from the show that night, that does more than being able to post the video in a week and a half when it comes to social media. Um, So I think that is a big part of it as well, is just like being able to, you know, step backstage and know certain things that are going to happen, Um, watching wrestling for so long and being able to kind of predict stuff that's going to happen and then just, you know, just people working me as well. It's kind of like a tri- trifecta that always kind of works. And sometimes it's, it's fucking luck, man. And sometimes it's just luck and it, and you, you fake it till you make it. Um, yeah. That photo that I took of um, Nick Aldis and Cody Rhodes facing off with each other at uh, all in right before they go to tie up and the words are completely lined with every ring rope. I literally walked by the probably 30 rows back, held my camera up over my head. Didn't know if I was in focus or anything. Used the lens I should not have been using. It was completely wrong for the situation. And I held down the shutter and I just kept walking. And two days later, I was like, oh, I'm going to go see if I got any photos. And there it was. I was just like, this is like my Muhammad Ali standing over top photo. Like, I'll never take a better photo than that. And that photo was fucking blind luck. Like, there was no, nothing to it. Yeah. It could have, I could have gotten nothing, but I got the best photo I'll ever take. Um, so there's, there's, 
I don't know. It's, it's fun. It's, it's just fun, man. It's hard to explain. It's, it's, I, you know, like I said, like there's this weird world of wrestling photographers, you know, I think like referees have that same world where they all have like their own kind of circle and they have their, you know, Facebook groups. There's, there is that for wrestling photography. And I went, when I went down to uh, WrestleMania weekend in 2019, I guess it would have been, you know, I show up to the venue, this venue where the, the collective was happening and wearing my sweater and there's probably 10 wrestling photographers there that I've never met before. And they're like, Oh my God, you're Jeffrey. You're shooting the Indies. We love your work. And I was just like, Oh my God, you're Earl. Oh my God, you're mouse. Like, this is crazy. Like I've seen your guys work before. And there's like this weird instant connection because we're all in the pit together and we all, you know, we all show up to the show at two o'clock and the show's at seven and we shoot the whole show. And then we, drive home and we get home at six in the morning and you load your card and you start editing those files and no one understands that no no other person outside of a wrestling photographer gets that it's it's a it's a different type of grind and fuck man when i learned that in the states they do it for free i was just like this is a completely different world man i need at least <laughs> a couple bucks for this shit because it is a it's a, it's a grind it is it really is so and now with a two and a half year old you know you got to pump the brakes a little bit or up your rate a little bit and people have respected that. And, um, it's been great for me ever since I had my kid and I kind of changed my business plan. People still, people still want me. So I guess I was doing something right all along or, or maybe I've just tricked them the wizard behind the curtain, you know? Well, you, you bring up the community and that's something that always kind of, uh, intrigues me is obviously there's not room for, I think you said like 10 guys and girls to be in the same place at the same time taking that same shot um how competitive is that i think you called it a pit but how competitive is it is is are people getting their elbows up or like you know is it is there's it, some shows here in ontario where me and brian will just look over at each other and be like what the fuck man like how is there four people on that post? Like who's, who's running this? Yeah. That, that, Cause now you're blocking, you know, like the fans views and stuff like that. Um, when I went to the States, it was cool because everyone had such a, like you, you get your throwaway people who pop up for a month or two and they don't really do much with it. And they're just, you know, marks, I guess you know, stupid, but it's just like, they just want to get in there and meet some wrestlers and whatever it is. In the States, like like I said, like maybe a lot of them do it for free because they want to help out the the product and the scene. But like they were so respectful in a different way where it was just like, okay, we got 10 people here. It's the collective. Any matches anybody specifically wants to shoot, any shows people want to shoot. Hey, Jeff, like I know you're from Canada and you don't get this often. What do you what do you want? And it's just like that that whole different vibe. Um, so it wasn't super competitive. I've been brought to the States to shoot specific shows. Um, and I've met photographers that were on that shows and they're just like, Oh my God. Yeah, I get it. You're shooting the Indies. And I hate that shit because again, we're all here to do something for the product for wrestling as a whole. Um, here in Canada, there's not a lot of us and the ones that do it well, we get, we get, the, we get, the, we get the bookings. Um, there's always someone, like I said, there's always going to be someone that pops up and on the shows that get it, they'll just say, sorry, we have only space for two roaming cameras and one photographer. So, you know, 
we hired this person for this reason. And I'm super supportive. I get messages all the time. Like, how did you get into the business? Do you think you can have me on a show and stuff like that? And I'm always 100% like on board to try and give as much knowledge as I can. Um, there's a guy out in the, I think he's out on the East coast and he's just, he's trying to get his feet wet. And I, he sends me all of his photos after every show asks me to critique them, asks me for advice on what he could do. Hey, if I'm ever out in Ontario, can I shoot ringside with you? Blah, blah, blah. I love messaging the guy because like, I've never met him. We probably have absolutely nothing in common except for the fact that we're, we're both grinding on the, on the same product and it just creates a, a, a different bond. Right. Um, for, for sure. Yes. When I said uh, competitive and like, thank you for, for that answer, but I was kind of yeah. talking more. Is there a, like, if you're, is, is there a respect to the space on like a ringside? Like if, if you have a shot, but someone else wants to get in there and get that shot, or is it just like, ah, Jeffrey's already there. There's it, it very rarely happens where there's more than one person on a show. If oh, there okay. is more than one person on a show, I've shot with Brian before. Like I said, like Brian, uh, out in Barry and I'll give him a, uh, like a, we'll see a table spot coming. And if I look at him and I know he has the shot, and I don't have a great shot. I could work to get a, a better angle, but I know that he's got me covered or, you know, the shot is taken care of. The, the, he's got the wrestlers covered, for yeah. instance. Um, so with me and him, like, we just, we get it. We get it. There's times where we're like, people get in the way. There's, they're, they're even on the eye, like people with their iPhones. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be, apparently that's a better shot than I'll ever take. But <laughs> yeah, it's a, you don't, you don't run into it too, too often, you know? Not, not, not overly often. Now I know uh, print media. Like I, I myself, by education, I'm a freelance writer. And right after I graduated, that's kind of when online blogging took. So my education went like down the toilet, like that. <laughs> so I know print media is essentially, you know, on life support. If not, you know, we're we're making plans for uh, for the funeral. Um, but is, is there still a community out there that, or not a community, but selling your photographs, like shopping your photographs around for like online or even print media? Cause like pro wrestling illustrated is still a thing. And actually yeah. like, as you and I talk, I think, um, the PWI 500, which is full of like shots and such. Um, I think it just came out today. But is there still yeah. is there still a thing like that where you know you're shopping your photos around like hey I got this great shot of Josh Alexander who I know is one of your favorites uh, Shane Saber who you mentioned earlier you know I've got actually, these great shots Josh is not one, Josh is not one of my favorites I can't stand his wrestling I just really like him as a person All right well <laughs> <laughs> well then um, yeah, maybe no. we'll come back um, and visit that No I'm kidding. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I, I love Josh. Um, there, there is a bit. Um, I've done some limited runs and I've sold them on online. I print them myself in the printer right directly behind me. And I do, I do decent with them when I, when I push it really, really hard. Um, I always like to think that the shot needs to be the best shot in the world for me to sell it. Um, I do a lot of eight by 10 stuff with the wrestlers and help them out with that. Like Josh, for instance, we just uh, printed three new prints for him 
um, that are they're, they're ready for pickup tomorrow. Um, I try not to, I don't like to get dirty with that kind of stuff. Um, everybody in this industry doesn't make a lot of money. So if a wrestler reaches out to me and says, hey, can I buy this image off you? I want to make an eight by 10 out of it. I go, just, just have it, man. Like it's, it, it means more to it. A 10 year old kid buying it off the table than me getting 15 bucks or whatever it is. Um, and I always make sure that I pull all my watermarks off of it because again, the 10 year old kid is going to put it up on the wall. The last thing they need to see is shooting the Indies on it. Um, I, I think it's just, it's, it's bigger than me when a kid wants to buy something like that. Um, with like magazines and stuff like that, I've had my photo in, uh, PWI and, um, they send you the, the copy of the magazine. Actually, I think maybe they, they sent me, I think I might have got like 25 bucks or something. Um, and the copy of the magazine, but again, like you're doing it for the community, you're doing it for the industry. Um, I have figured out how to make my money in other ways. And, um, yeah, like print, I, I love I love printing work and, you know, getting it out there, but it's not, there's not a huge cash grab in it for me specifically, because I don't want to show up to a show with, you know, a stack of Shane Saber prints and I'm selling them for $50 and they're nice and glossy and they're, you know, huge 15 by 18 or whatever. And then Shane Saber standing beside me with a, you know, a Staples copy that he went and got printed for 10 cents and he's selling it for $10, you know, cause now I'm taking money out of his pocket. And again, we're all working for the greater cause of indie wrestling. So, you know, I, I work stuff out with the wrestlers every now and then if I, if I need to, um, whereas I wanted to get some shirts made and he had a photo of mine and I, I bought one of them. <laughs> Actually, no, he didn't. He didn't charge. I tried to give him money, but he wouldn't take it. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Um, there has to be some pride and some smile on your face when you when you see, as you said, a ten year old walking away with an eight by ten because obviously they have to like that picture. Like yeah. they have to like the wrestler, but they also have to like that picture. And as you said, on a t shirt, there must be some pride that when you see that, you're just like, you know, that kid thought enough of that picture because a lot of wrestlers have five, six, seven poses. Yeah. They like that picture on that eight by 10. They like that picture on that shirt. So there must be a little bit of pride to that. It feels good, man. It, it really does. It does. It, feel, it feels good. There's been times where at shows like I'll, I used to do this down in Pittsburgh all the time when I used to go down for IWC. Um, the day before the show, I would print off three five by sevens of photos I took from the show before that. And right when the music started and the lights came down, I would run out to my position and I would find a kid or someone who I've always noticed is like a rowdy fan and always excited. And I would hand them three limited edition prints that have never been printed and I'll never print again. <laughs> and so they, they go to the, the, the merch table and they get them to sign it. And I'm just like, that feels cool. Like seeing their face, like, Oh my God, like these are so cool. That feels great. That feels great. I, you know, not again, like I'm, spending my own money on the, the, the ink and the, the paper, but it's, it's bigger than that. Like it just, it's cool. It's definitely cool. I should start doing that more often, especially here in Ontario. I yeah. should. Um, well, I mentioned how uh, not too long ago, you and I were in Brantford and yeah. right around the time I was leaving, maybe I totally misread the situation, but it sounded like 
you had taken some photos and some people made it might have skipped out on you know their payment i'm not going to name any names and i don't want any t- details um but there there is kind of a cd if you will dark side to wrestling Ooh. Do, do do a lot of people is there a lot of people that like hey take my photo and they don't follow through on stuff like that or never no okay never. then i totally missed out the situation no, let's move on um no <laughs> No, yeah, I think I think you might have misread it. Um, there was I, I set up, I did the photos in the back, and a couple wrestlers that had never been shot by me asked to shoot, and they were like, "Can I? You know, I didn't know you were going to be here. Can I hit you with ease transfer later?" Hundred um, percent. I don't think I'm a big deal. Okay, so like I, I need to preface this with this thing: I'm not a I'm not a fucking big deal. I'm a small fish in a big pond. Um, but with that being said, people know that I. I help run a promotion and a lot of people want to work for that promotion. So there's not a lot of people that would like burn me, I guess, but also like, because like every single person is just like, like I've made money because people were like, Oh, I want to get my photo taken with, you know, Gigi because he works for this promotion and it might help me get booked. And I'm not, I'm not saying that a certain person didn't deserve it, but they paid me to get their photos done. I sent them to them. He posted them. I reposted it. And because of that, he got booked now consistently on that show. He deserves that spot, but it helped. Um, and if someone ever didn't pay me, they're just not getting their photos. And if, if I do send them, and they don't pay me, then they're never going to get shot by me again. Like it's pretty simple. You know, we're, we're all in this together. It hasn't happened. I, it'll never happen. Um, it might happen. Who knows? But I haven't, <laughs> run into too much of that like seedy shitty business yet yeah there's been times where like things have happened and they're just like really really man yeah but like money wise you know everyone's always been good with money because you know you don't don't fuck around with that shit (laughs) you know i gotta say your humility is is, it's a little disgusting actually I'm sitting here trying to put you over the best I can. I and know. I'm doing it I inside know. the room. And you you mentioned it. I hate when people do that shit. But I hate it, man. I know your your humility is fucking disgusting, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can be a piece of shit too. Like I'm pretty good at being a piece of shit. Um I I, but I think I, on the, I have on never the heard... photography side, like it's business, right? Like yeah. I try to tackle this as a as a business thing and you know, my whole reason why I started doing Ontario indie wrestling was to try to make Ontario indie wrestling look as best as possible. So if there's someone who says, Hey man, I would love to get some photos done, but I, I legit have absolutely no money. Um, can I hit you in a month? Yeah. Of course. Of course. I'll take your photos now and pay me in a month. Yeah. And if you do great, you know, all right, so I want to ask kind of a generic question, but it is uh, it is important to me. Um, get getting into photography in wrestling, where does someone start? Because you may, you mentioned how some people, oh, I want to get involved with wrestling, and I want to you know I, I want to meet the wrestlers and stuff like that. Let's weed those people out. Let's like my son ha- like constantly has my phone because he wants to take pictures. Pictures, pictures, yeah. pictures. Like he's not playing games on my phone. He's taking pictures, 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 always pictures. He has one of my old cell phones. Pictures, pictures, pictures. He has our iPad. Pictures, pictures, pictures. So I could certainly see my son 
getting yeah. into photography later on. So let's weed out the people like I just want to be in wrestling and I want to meet the wrestlers and all that. Let's weed those out. Let's let's get the serious people. Serious people want to get into photographing wrestling. What do they do? What 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 start do they need? I don't know if there's like a formula, if you would say. There's um a guy that's been in the industry for a little bit now, and he's still pretty new. I don't think he realizes how important he is to the Ontario scene, but he sent me a message pre pandemic saying, I would love to get into the industry somehow. How do I do it? I've sent some emails. I've sent resumes. I've done this and I'm not getting much back. And I asked him, I said, who have you sent them to? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think he was trying to get into a alpha one. Um, and then pandemic hit and things just kind of stopped and I didn't get to move forward with him. He then moved on to someone else and messaged someone else and he's been working with them. And he still works with me as well. I work with him actually. He's phenomenal. Um, but I think that's the right way is to just like, like try, try to, not apprentice, but like, you know what I mean? Like kind of, like how that guy in the East coast is doing it. He's messaging me, asking me for advice. If you just rule in and like, and I've seen it where people just walk in and they're like, I'm shooting ringside. Well, no, we don't have a ringside photographer right there. Like you walked in the back door, you gave an attitude, you're blacklisted. Like no one's going to put up with that shit. Um, But if you have someone like me or, or Travis um, from Savage Media um, kind of giving you the, like, you know, like, let this guy in. He can help you help your product. Uh, I think that goes a long way. It, 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 you're, you're definitely going to make a lot more friends than enemies that way. For me, it was weird because I just said, hey, Lionel, can you get me on some shows? And I was booked consistently from then on. So, like, I don't know how to do it because I didn't really because I, I already had that foot in the door. Um, but I, I think that would be the right way. It would be like, finding someone that would be willing to take you under your wing, be respectful of like the business is like, is the key thing. You know, not a lot of people get to see what goes on behind the curtain and especially like photographers and stuff like that. Like we don't have a right to be back there and we have been, you know, welcomed. Mm-hmm. And if you're just going to kind of like kick that door down and make enemies, it's, it's going to be quick before you, you leave. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I, to tell you the truth, that's, a, that's I don't know the, the formula to it. Um, Loden's doing phenomenal though. Like the way he went about it was really respectful. And even to this day, he's still like extremely respectful and he's so talented and he can offer so much to like everybody in the industry, not just photography wise, he's a phenomenal photographer. He's a phenomenal videographer. He's a musician. So he can make people's entrance music. He can literally do it all. And he's a good fucking person on top of that. And you know, you don't get that often. I don't think I answered your question. Shit. No, you, you did. You did. <laughs> like I, I myself, whenever someone asks like about ring announcing now, ring yeah. announcing is kind of different. Cause I tell there's, there's not really, I actually, I, I shouldn't say that because, and I, and I don't take any credit by this. When I got into ring announcing, which was 12 years ago, uh, ring announcers were not like promotions didn't really think about the ring announcer. It was yeah. just, that was kind of like the last thing. It was just like, okay, we got everything. Oh shit. We don't have a ring announcer. Hey, that guy's got some nice hey. jeans and a t-shirt on. Yeah. Hey, go, you. yeah. Go ask him to do the ring announcing. 
And maybe I maybe I toot my horn a little bit that, you know, I started wearing the suit and I started wearing the vest and yeah. I started like taking it seriously and being professional. And then, you know, people are just like, oh, OK, like, hey, like we can do this. Um, I tell people like no, there is that kind of hole or not, maybe not so much anymore with ring announcing. But to get involved with wrestling, period, it is always that foot in the door. Where can I help? Whether it's yeah. setting up the ring, whether it's putting out chairs, whether it's, you know, taking tickets, whatever it might be. And then, you know, progressing little by little. And then if you do have, um, you know, a goal, whether it be ring announcing, maybe photography, things like that. After you kind of got your foot in the door after a little bit, it's like, hey, can I try this? Can I yeah. try, you know, do you mind if I take some photographs? Do you mind if I help with commentary? And yeah, that's always been my kind of thing is, and I was just kind of curious. It was the same thing with photography is just kind of like, get your foot in the door, show that you have a work ethic and then kind of, you know, encroach on that. Hey, there's some stuff I'd like to do as long yeah. as it's not like, it's, can I get in there and have a match? Like, <laughs> Yeah. It's weird because like, there can be people that are the best photographers in the world, but once you get ringside, it's a different animal, man. Mm -hmm. it, it's kind of like, you know, um, mute, like uh, concert photography. When you got somebody in the studio and you're controlling the lights and you're doing all this stuff, like, and you have all the time in the world is one thing, but like there, if, you, if you're shooting a seven minute match and there's three moves in that match and you miss all three moves, you're, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> so like you kind of got to like, and that's why I think like Brian's so good is because he's such a talented photographer outside of wrestling and you know, his wife likes wrestling. That's why Brian shoots because his wife is a wrestling fan. So he yeah. wasn't even a big wrestling fan to begin with. Um, but now we get like, he gets wrestling too. So like, you know, you don't get that often. You don't get someone who's just a really, really good photographer. Like for me, for instance, it was, I wasn't a good photographer. I just kind of knew the, the, the business a, a bit enough, right? Mm -hmm. to, to, to really get my foot in the door. And, you know, yeah. All Next right. question. Next question. <laughs> well, actually, we're going to take this in for a bit of a landing. Um, I want to talk to you about a project. I guess it's a year, maybe a year and a half. No, no, no we're coming up on a year that it's going to be was um i know you're involved with the calendar for hacker scotty yeah yeah um great calendar i didn't get in on time for it i procrast i didn't procrastinate it was just like i oh, still I have i still have some oh do if you if you do yeah okay yeah. Then I so there was a lot of those. people we got a lot of pre-orders and then a lot of people did not pull through with them and, okay yeah then i gotta i gotta hit you up for one of those yeah um tell me obviously uh, but when this episode comes out, it's going to be a couple back that I spoke to Mr. Mello and we talked about, uh, we talked about Scotty O'Shea, what happened with him, uh, you know, the, the, the brain tumor and then, you know, the surgery and then being in the coma and, and things like that. And the Ontario wrestling community, actually the wrestling community as a whole, uh, coming together for, uh, Kurt, Scotty O'Shea, tell me whose idea, give credit to whoever idea it was for this calendar and to i guess the base of the calendar is very casual shots of the guys sitting around smoking cigars 
walk me through this whole thing. Like whose idea was it getting together, getting the guys together, things like that. It was a hundred percent Fuerza's idea. Gabriel Fuerza, 100% his idea. Um, He came to me about it and said, let's put together a calendar. We came up with a couple of different concepts of like guys in their gear or, you know, maybe in hacker gear or stuff like that. Um, I said, like, everyone's got those photos already. Everybody has them. You sell them at your show. Let's do something different. Let's do something a little bit more real, I guess, to say. Because what happened to Kurt was real. And let's just break it down. Let's show who we are. Um, I'm a huge cigar smoker. Because of me, Hacker got into smoking cigars. And a lot of the people in the calendar are we we chose people literally um it wasn't like a popularity contest or anything it was who are some of hackers closest friends and who would hacker want in it because when we did this thing hacker was still gone yeah he wasn't you know awake or however you want to say it um he was still in a self-induced coma at that or not self sorry a medically induced coma (laughs) yeah self-induced coma is a whole other thing it's another world it's another world um, so yeah, so we picked people literally based on, we wanted to be about Ontario puff is in it. Why? Because on Friday nights and Saturday nights, I would be sitting in hackers shed, smoking cigars with him while puff is sitting there and we're all watching wrestling. So it was, we weren't trying to make it a popularity contest. We weren't doing anything like that. It was just trying to make it as real to hackers as possibly could be, um, so a lot of those guys in that are guys who we get together and smoke cigars. Brad, for instance, he's a ref, you know, and me, a photographer, people you would never expect in a calendar about wrestlers. You know, mm-hmm. Brad's the best ref in the business, but at the end of the day, when someone goes out and they buy a calendar and they're getting 12 photos in it, they expect to see, you know, Josh Alexander, um, Ethan Page, who we did reach out to. And unfortunately, due to time constraints, like he really, really wanted to be in it. And we tried really, really hard to get him in the calendar um, because he grew up with, with her and really, really close friends. He could not make the photo shoot. We did a lot to try and Photoshop him so that it looked like he was part of the photo shoot and it just wasn't working. Um, and we really wanted it to be consistent. Mm-hmm. So we had to just, you know, pull him out of it. And he was completely understanding. He was awesome. But, but um, we, we could have picked all these big names and probably sold a bunch more but we really just wanted to be something true to Kurt. Um, so that's why we did it dress down. We just opened up that, you know, fourth wall or whatever you want to call it and smoked some cigars together and, you know, just did everything in a kind of like a fashion sense and tried to make us look a little bit more prettier than what we actually are. Well, a lot of them seemed the ones that I saw were very almost casual, like, it looked a lot like just the guys sitting around smoking cigars. Um, I know you say, you know, kind of being fashionable and stuff, but um, there, there were a lot of, I I wanted my, my vision was a bit more of like a Levi's commercial or something where it's just like, you know, we're not wearing three piece suits and and trying to be fancy, but it was just like, it was, you know, fashionable in like a dress down sense. I, as I, oh, but it was, it was beautiful work. And I'm, I'm glad that you still have some because yeah. I, I guess you could say I procrastinated because uh, before I knew it, it was just like, oh, we're, we're done selling. And I'm just like, ah, oh, shit. 
yeah yeah all right well then i i, I could just end it there then uh jeffrey i appreciate you can it. throw another question out at me if you want like i'm, I'm whatever you got uh, what's the future for shooting the indies well okay well, okay well okay before we get to the future of shooting yeah. the indies um earlier i wrote the <laughs> i i don't know if you noticed i'm kind of writing mess messages yep. to myself on nope. the side here yeah um did did you text your wife to bring you a water bottle <laughs> Because I obviously uh, you mentioned earlier, people can't see this, but I saw yeah. you grab your phone. I yeah. thought, oh, he's he's texting Saber again. But no, then a minute later, <laughs> I heard you say thank you. And then this water bottle comes into shot. Yeah. And did yeah. you text your wife to bring you a water bottle? I 100 percent texted. You her. did. Um, OK, <laughs> so because I'm not sure if I'm getting sick or if it's drying the house or my allergies. Uh, my boss has the exact same mug that you just drank out of. And he drinks out of it every single day. Well, this one, um, so do I. Yeah, every, that one. I got two yeah, of these drinks, every single day. So that if this one, if, if this day. one's being washed, I have the other one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're amazing. Um, like, it's a hockey puck on the bottom. It's a hockey puck. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't slide. It it's got some weight. It's oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, so I, my as we started talking, and I'm going, going, going. I'm, I don't shut up. Obviously, you guys all fucking know that by now. I'm like, oof, I feel that in my throat. So I, I pulled my phone out. I messaged her really quick. Can you bring my water, water, and she, uh, she scurried in and then gave it to me. Good, 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 uh, good okay. eyes there. Just, just, I, I just, I, I, and I wrote that down. Texted wife's question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. That's so good. All, all right, so let's talk about the future of shooting the indies. Yeah. Um, I, I, to be honest with you, like I love shooting wrestling. Again, I've got a two and a half year old daughter. Um, I shoot for a bunch of promotions here in Ontario still. I do pro wrestling Ontario. Check them out if you guys don't follow them. Um, I shot MCW for the first time a month ago in Brantford, um, Greektown. I do um, New Frontier still. Oh man, I hope I don't forget any because I'm going to feel like a real fuckhead if I do. I shot for NSW every now and then. I used to shoot for Alpha One. Um, and then the big one, of course, I shoot for is Destiny Wrestling. I also help out running Destiny while uh, George is away. So I do everything from, you know, helping book the shows, book the wrestlers, talk to the talent, to showing up day of and literally doing everything for George um, while he's gone. So that's a lot of fun. I put a lot of time and effort into that. Um, a lot of people don't know, but I have another secret project going on. Um, all I can really say about it is, um, I'll, I'll, I'll say a little bit about it. I was going to say, I, really have, I have a secret. I can't yeah. tell you a lot. Well, then why I can't the fuck tell you? you bring it'd, be, it up? it'd be a real dick, <laughs> real dickhead thing. Um, I got a belt made. Okay. So, um, I don't have a lot of plans for it, but I got a belt made, um, with my logo on it, really, really tiny. And my goal is to have it defended in Ontario indie wrestling and whether it be in different promotions or whatever the idea is. Um, I, I really want to get it out there, not for myself, but you know, I, I, I was saying um, to, to Sabre about this, if, if we can put it on somebody who we think is really, really, really good and underutilized, then maybe it can help them get booked onto bigger shows in different parts of Canada um, where they might not have had that chance because they are just, you know, not seen the way that they should be seen. So I'm really excited about that project. I don't know when it's going to start or what the idea is, but 
um, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's cool. I've done a couple little teasers here and there online and some people have seen the belt. Uh, I brought it to a couple shows backstage and whatnot. Um, it's beautiful. And <laughs> yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, I'm going to keep shooting wrestling as long as I can shoot wrestling, as long as it makes sense financially and time-wise. And hopefully I can get back into the States and, and do some stuff over there. It's a lot of fun. And, um, you know, there's so much wrestling there. There's so much. And I feel like we're in this bubble in Ontario that, you know, yeah, you can, you can drive around and see the same show um, twice a, on a weekend. And, you know, it's great. It's mm-hmm. phenomenal that there's these guys can get their reps in, but I think that, you know, we're coming out of the, the turn of the pandemic and, Ontario indie wrestling just needs to, you know, it needs to be seen in a different way. And I don't know how that, I don't know. I don't know how that is. I'm not saying that I've got the, the brain of how we're going to fix it, but um, not fix it. Cause it's great. It doesn't need to be fixed, yeah. but you know, just seen on a different level. Evolve and, it. You know, yeah. And you know, Josh is helping in great ways by being impact world champion. And we got vertigo out in the UK you know, constantly out in the UK. Like that's a weird thing to say that he's constantly out there, you know, representing Ontario indie wrestling, which is phenomenal. We got Jody threat out in the States all the time, which is phenomenal for Ontario indie wrestling because she goes and gets reps in there and then she brings him back to Ontario. And, and, and then the people here in Ontario that can't make their way across the border are getting those reps in. So, you know, it, we are, we are evolving in a way, but I think, you know, in the next, two years we should be in a completely different space where we're not stuck in Ontario. We are fucking Ontario. You know? Yeah. Not fucking Ontario, like sex wise, but I, like, I know <laughs> that was weird, man. No, it's okay. And I, and I think we got, yeah. and I think we got the, the, the skin slapping there too. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I'm such an idiot. Uh, yeah. All right. So, so yeah, it, I think that's it. If people want to find shoot in the Indies, what, what, where are they yeah. going? Um, shoot me indies on Instagram is the easiest way to find me, or just check any Ontario indie wrestler, and I guarantee you it's my photo that they're posting. <laughs> it's the fucking biggest big league thing I've ever said in my life. I sounded like an asshole. Um, yeah, shoot, shooting me indies on 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 uh, Instagram. Uh, you can find me there or in Caledon, floating down the river. All right, huge thank you uh, to Jeffrey Cole. For, uh, for coming on the show, for having uh, a great talk with me. Uh, I, I, can you see how disgusting the man's humility is? Uh, before I let you guys go, in reference or in relation maybe to something that uh, Jeff and I talked about, uh, he said something near the beginning of the chat about um, how he kind of tried to give the impression that uh, shooting the indies was this 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 big conglomerate or maybe like not conglomerate but like a lot of people working behind the scenes and it's all like this team effort when in reality Jeffrey Cole is shooting the indies um it kind of it kind of raised something in my head because listen it's confession time um I keep kind of trying to give the impression that there's a team around me. Like, but there's not. 
I, I, I kind of say like, yo, hey, we here at It's Time to Fight. Or, you know, hey, we here at Time to Fight, we're talking about this. Or, you know, we here at Time to Fight, or It's Time to Fight, think this, that, or the other. And it is, it's, it's, it's kind of trying to make things look bigger than they actually are. And uh, it's not true. It's, it's just me. When, when, when you see It's Time to Fight on Twitter, at Time to Fight Pod, that's me. Um, all the editing, that's me. Obviously, it's me on the microphone. It's, it's, it's me setting up appointments. It's me doing all this. And, you know, I, I thought about it kind of after, uh, you know, I talked to Jeffrey that I should just be proud of that. I should be proud of the fact that, you know, it's, it's, it's all me. It's all me. It's all, I do the interviews. I do the editing. I try to do the social media. I try to do the promotional stuff. It's all me, me, me. Okay. Maybe it's not all me. Isaac! Isaac, do you want to tell these people a joke? Yes. What did the cow do at school? A, B, C, moo! (laughs) I love you, buddy.